Hey, what's up? You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show podcast. Thanks for checking it out and make sure you subscribed. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Let's not waste any time. Let's get into some midterm stuff. Polling. Debates. Fetterman. Eagles are so much better than Eagles. (laughs) Midterm stuff. Fetter woman. We'll get to Fetterman here in just a moment. Because today was one of those rare occasions where when the meeting of the minds come together, only good things can happen. We'll get to that. But I thought this was interesting, and this involves something from Indiana. So the Congressional Black Caucus in Washington is clearly picking party over race because they are throwing their support behind Indiana Democrat Frank Mervin. Now, this is the guy that had his goons dig up some dirt on the Republican candidate, a veteran, an African-American woman, Jennifer Ruth Green, had people like Adam Wren post stories about her on Politico where they outed her as a victim of sexual assault. Just a total scumbag, dirtbag move, not only from the guy that did it, Mervin, but for Wren too, but it's par for the course. But keep in mind, Frank Mervin is a white dude, and Jennifer Ruth Green is a black woman, and, and the, would be the only black Republican in the in the U.S. House of Representatives if elected. And the Congressional Black Caucus <laughs> is throwing their support behind Whitey. I mean, you have to understand. <laughs> see, the CBC, it's they build themselves as a non-partisan organization. Hammer. They use. They claim they use their resources to ensure that black Americans, quote, have the opportunity to achieve the American dream. Yet they're supporting a white Democrat. I'm assuming the R next to Green's name disqualifies her from any support from the CBC. Correct. Is that right? This is not the first time it's happened, by the way. There's a guy, I think his name is a black Republican, uh, Byron Donalds from Florida. Um, he wasn't allowed to join the caucus last year because of the R next to his name. And he's an African-American. Just call it the Democratic Black Caucus because that's really what it is. Sure. Uh, And again, this guy, the incumbent, uh, Marvin, what a snake in the grass. What they did to this woman trying to dig up dirt and then having that little weenie, the self-admitted pencil neck, Adam Wren, uh, basically run this story where they out her history of sexual assault. That's gross. You covered this extensively when I was gone. Yes. Yes. This was a big deal. And rightfully so. Uh, This is one of the key races um, happening congressionally. It's a toss-up right now, which is interesting because this is kind of a Democratic district. So we'll keep an eye on that She's out fundraising her Democratic opponent, by the way. And I think there's a lot of people that were just rubbed the wrong way by the bullcrap stunt that they pulled on her. All right, let's get to Fetterman, because today Uncle Fester had (laughs) Joe Biden campaign with him today. So let that sink in for a minute. You had on the same stage a meeting of the minds so rare that I'm not even sure we can comprehend it. I got hairy legs. That turn, that 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 turn, uh, um, blonde in the sun. Send me to Washington D.C. 
Get ready, pal. You're going to enter a problem. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. True international depression. <laughs> are you committed to showing up on October 25th to debate your opponent no matter what happens? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not concerned. Uh, I believe that's another opportunity to be transparent. Well, the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. <laughs> Anyway, it's so cringy. So they were together in Philadelphia today. <laughs> and again, Biden doesn't go out on the road for just everybody. Well, uh, by the way, not everybody likes Joe Biden coming out on the road campaigning for them. Right. Right. I mean, Fetterman's running against Oz for that Senate seat. There's been a history. I mean, there's been lots of Democratic uh, senators and people running for office this year that don't want anything to do with Biden. Stacey Abrams down in Georgia, uh, just an example. So if you're Joe Biden, you have the opportunity to go campaign for somebody where you're going to be the best speaker. I think you do that every <laughs> single time. And let this sink in for yeah. just a moment. At this event today, and at some event that was about infrastructure and a bridge or something, Fetterman didn't speak. So you have Joe Biden coming down and speaking, and Uncle Fester just sits there like so a goon a and doesn't say a word. Wait a minute. So this is the bridge that collapsed like a week before, like a couple days before Joe Biden was supposed to go speak there. And it's gotten it's, – it, it's rebuilt, and this is a big momentous occasion Joe Biden's there to, you know, not only to recognize the significance of this bridge being built, but also to campaign for Fetterman. And Fetterman doesn't say anything. Correct. He just sat there. He just got the, the clean bill of health from his doctor that also happens to donate to his campaign. <laughs> he was did there... not say a word. There was a reporter that yelled out and asked him about the bridge. And Fetterman's wife jumped in. We're not doing interviews today. Like, I didn't think it was possible for anybody to be less likable than Fetterman, but Mrs. Fetterman is stepping up to the plate pretty quickly here. Um, but we did get this. When Joe Biden arrived at the airport, Fetterman was there. He was in a suit, actually, not a hoodie. They got into the motorcade, and somebody recorded their conversation. You're it. You're at Quincy's. Any Quincy's. You're at Quincy's. No, any Quincy's, no Startsies. You can't do that. Can't do. Cannot. Stamped it. Can't do double stamped it. No erases. <laughs> cannot. Triple stamped it. No erases. Toast blue make it through. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Can't triple stamp a double stamp. You guys, enough. That was the uh, ride from the airport to the bridge. Again, let this just, I can't say this enough. Understand what happened here. Fetterman did not want to speak. Because he was afraid he would say something embarrassing, so they let Joe Biden speak the entire time. And then Biden couldn't find his way off the stage. Oh, yeah. It was another one of those things where he's looking for somebody to shake hands with. Just got, kind of got confused. Go this way. No, go this way. Uh, Mr. Uh, President over here, this way. Oh, just such a mess. Um, meanwhile... This should give you a little bit of an indication of what to expect with the midterms. I'm going to play you a soundbite here. Right. This is not from Fox. This is not from, you know, Newsmax or anything like that. This is NBC's pollster. 
Anna, we've talked so much all year about the economy and inflation being important issues. How about this? This is a New York Times poll, brand new here, asking voters what's the top issue on your mind this election. I haven't seen it this dramatic in a poll. Add the economy and inflation together. That is 44 percent. We're getting close to half of all respondents in this poll saying that's their top issue. Nothing else even cracks 10 percent right now. And we've talked about the Republicans when it comes to the economy and inflation having a pretty clear advantage in the poll. So it's an NBC poll, basically. And let's be honest, they skew very Democratic. And even they are now admitting that, yeah, it's the economy wait, and nothing wait, wait. else. I'm, con I'm confused. I didn't hear anything about Roe v. Wade. <laughs> was there more to the clip that I'm missing here? Or, nope, you know? nope. I didn't hear January 6th in there yeah, either. I was going to say, it's missing January 6th, Roe v. Wade. Well, it turns mm. out that the economy is the biggest issue, Nige. Shocker. With that being said, maybe the Senate candidate from North Carolina might want to rethink her strategy. North Carolina Democratic Senate candidate Sherry Beasley says it's deeply troubling and very dangerous that irreversible sex reassignment surgery and puberty blockers for kids are not paid for by taxpayers. <laughs> we know Republicans, uh, of course, here in North Carolina, continue to launch attacks against trans people, including limiting the ability of trans youth to have gender-affirming surgeries. There's just something deeply troubling about that. You went, you took that, I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought you were going to say a Democrat... You know, it's troubling and very dangerous that irreversible sex reassignment surgeries and puberty blockers for kids. Like, I thought she was coming out against that stuff. Oh, and no. You, <laughs> you, you hit me with, are not paid for by taxpayers' money. She's upset the taxpayers are not paying for it. <laughs> That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Be sure to catch us every weekday, 3 to 7 on 93 WIBC, or subscribe and get it right to your phone.